We don't play the social game. We are social. Power 98.5. One. What's up, guys? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Terrible Reception Radio Show slash Podcast. Yes. Episode 40 with... No, we're going to leave that for later. <laughs> we are on episode 40. We have made it this far. Yes. How do you feel? I feel good. Jay was uh, kind enough to uh, bring some beers today. Yes. We couldn't find uh, a 40 ounce that I think... Uh, me, I like certain beers, and Jay is trying to watch his waistline. So, um, trying to be carb conscious, carb conscious. <laughs> so, we, you know, you got some nice uh selections, yes, sir. But they equal or amount to about, yeah, so, 40 ounces for episode 40. <laughs> so, episode 40, what we originally wanted to do was to play Edward 40 hands, but we figured we'd be throwing up all over the <laughs> progress. Procaster, yeah. Before the episode's over, so would be like sparks hitting from the board and stuff. <laughs> so um, the other idea we had was to just drink the equivalent of forty ounces of some kind of beverage, mm-hmm. adult beverage. And um, my friend Richard requested Stella. Stella over here. No sponsor, but hopefully one day. Yeah. Um, and because it's, it's the closest to the other beer I was drinking. Right. So it's. 19.2 ounces, so you're just under 40. Yeah. 38.4. I didn't want to be picky and get another can, but whatever. It's okay. It's okay. I appreciate you. And the Carby Barbie over here, trying to be carb conscious, is drinking drinking Corona Spike Seltzers. Yeah. I just tried some, by, quote unquote, backstage. It was good. Right? Yeah. It's refreshing. Yeah. So um, we hope we can provide you with some good content. Let's... Start this bad oh, boy man. off with a congratulations, sir. Yes. It started off as a passion project. And now, now it is it, some professional ass shit. Now it's some <laughs> professional ass shit. So congratulations Cheers. on 40. Yes. Mm. I like that we like incorporated like, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I got some feedback too, especially from your end of friends. And they said they kind of like. When we get a little liquor in the system. Yeah. They same. said the conversations go more smoothly. Yeah. We get a little looser, I think. Yeah. I when the conversations so. flow and take left field. Last year, last episode, we didn't even drink anything in the <laughs> No, we had beers. Did we? We had one. Yeah, we had one beer. But for some reason it was just uh it was a good flow. Yeah, it was nice. It was a good but, flow. But um maybe we'll we'll try different Spike seltzers and beers. Hopefully we get sponsored by one of them one day. So that'd be good. It's weird. I just got back on my beer. Mm-hmm. Kind of game. So, beer is awesome. Beer is nice. Yeah, that's bad. But, um, yeah, once again, thank you for joining us. Terrible Reception Radio slash podcast, episode 40. We are 40 strong, guys. Um, and thank you to 98.5, right. Steven, um, for giving us a new platform for mm-hmm. the past almost nine to about- 10 episodes. I would say maybe 10 to 12. 10 to 12. Episodes. Something like that. We, we, yeah, we've been, we've been officially a radio show um, for our listeners for the past yeah, 10 to 12, like Jay said. Yeah, something like that. 
But um, yeah, we thank you, Stephen, for providing that platform for us. Some new listeners um, on Monday, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, we drop on the Power 98 radio app, 98.5 radio app at uh, 9 a.m. And um, like I always say, Tuesdays, we drop on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Mm-hmm. We try to keep up with that. Sometimes the delay, the episode for YouTube is delayed a little bit because of, you know, exporting. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, head over to the YouTube if you haven't already. Like, subscribe, leave a comment. Press that net bell notification so that you get a uh, notification every time we drop an episode. And uh, head over to... You gonna do it? I was just gonna make it a bell <laughs> notification sound, which I was okay. gonna be like, wait. Oh shit. There we go. Let me try it again. So head over to the YouTube, like, subscribe, leave a comment, and hit that bell notification so that you get a notification every time we drop a YouTube video yeah, of any kind, go. either podcast, music video, or anything related to anything that we're doing. And um, head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review. It makes us look good. Um, and again, if you leave a one, please tell us how we can be better. Mm. And uh, Spotify podcast, just follow the podcast. It's simple. And the only request we ask you, like every week, just tell a friend to tell a friend about us. Exactly. Um, and also, we're trying to do a little more of this, but uh, promoting our own music. Uh, streaming is perfect for us. Not perfect for us, but streaming is important to us. Um, that new ears, um, listen to our music and new eyes check out our music video and all of our content mm-hmm. on our instagram and youtube and um like always just tell a friend to tell a friend we appreciate it um if you shout us out on instagram or tag us on instagram we always repost we answer to all the dms or at least we try to and uh yeah that was solid. that was solid <laughs> It sounded like i read that shit all week right that was good <laughs> and now our sponsor is by coffee cup you're now listening to Ronnie, Flonnie, and Chet Michaels on 98.5. Are you ready to ride? I'm going to walk around with a that shit on my phone, and every time it comes on, I'm just going to wait for you to just jump into that voice. I'm just ready all the time. It's programmed now. Mm-hmm. Just like, I'm ready. It'll be somebody's birthday. I'm just like, that comes on. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> you just spin around and turn into the 80s outfit. Did you see the video I sent you? The yeah, that was great. You so actually funny. sent that video to me before. I'm sorry to get back to you. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was one of those things where I saw it. I'm like, I'm going to get back. I've been doing that recently. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like even like in the morning, like I notice like in certain routines that I do, I'm like forgetting things. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, damn, I'm going to do this. And then I forget. I was like, oh, same with me. You know what I've been doing? If I get a text message that I know I'm not going to get to right away, I just leave it. So I still have the notification when I go gotcha. back to it. I can still see it there. Yeah, because a lot of people, like, I've been doing that. Usually I'm on the ball. Like, I'll text back right away. Mm -hmm. But, like, I'll see it because I'm in a certain situation where I can't text back right away. And then I'm like, I completely forget it. And I hate that. That's why. That happens to me all the time. So I'm trying to be a better texter, everyone. Yeah. And it's annoying for other people because they know I'm always attached to my phone doing something. But sometimes I'll see a text. I get caught up with something. Or I'm in the middle of work. And I'm like, I'll get back to them later. And I always forget. So I apologize. Apologies. Um, I guess we could jump right into signal check. Okay. And for any new listeners or anybody that hasn't been paying attention in the last few episodes, signal check is just the segment of the show where we check in with each other mental health wise, health wise in general, and just to see how we were this exactly. week since the last episode. So um this week I must say I've been like frustrated as a as a business professional. 
And I'm just, it's just through reflections. Sometimes I feel like I want to better our business. I want to like up the rates. I want to work with different people. Sometimes I feel like stagnant and I feel like this pandemic mm-hmm. hasn't helped in general. Cause like, I felt like we were on a great course mm-hmm. of like networking before this happened. And it's one of those things where it just haven't, hasn't been sitting right mm-hmm. with me where it's kind of like, I just want to advance and I want to do bigger projects. I want to get on a real cool creative spectrum. And I feel that as a creative, I don't know if there's other creators out there or professionals that you decided to make your passion into your nine to five, but like you end up doing a lot of projects or working with clients that do have just lower budgets that don't have the vision that come to you. And it's like, you're kind of like stuck you know, just meeting the needs of your bills and less of your full potential as a creator. Like, I feel like I don't get to fully bring what I can can do to the table with a lot of projects I receive. So one of those things I want, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where I was like, I kind of want to reorganize I want to elevate. I want to reorganize pricing and stuff. So I attract a certain clientele. Mm. And sometimes it's tough because, you know, like you're like, this is my nine to five. So it's right. like, do you, do you take a couple cheap jobs to add up or, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's just, it's just been a weird feeling. And I, I don't think it's particularly us as a business. It's just like the certain times that make you reflect about it. Yeah. I was going to say the, definitely the pandemic hasn't helped. Um, Cause like you said, we, we were on the, positive trajectory yeah we were heading in a direction that i think we would both be happy with oh yeah for sure and yeah everything got on put on hold and stuff like that um and it's really frustrating mm-hmm. but i think it, it gave us some time to kind of take a step back and actually realize like hey we yeah. need to attract a certain clientele in order for us to maximize our full potential yeah yeah, yeah. um i have been getting more volume personally mm-hmm. um more volume as far as work okay since you know things have been a little more lenient over here in jersey and new york yeah um more people wanting to hit me up about work and you know just inquiring about prices True. and so i've been on average before i was getting maybe one or two gigs every other week or so um maybe once every like three or four weeks and uh, some of the jobs i would just Tag along with you. We split the money in whatever Damn. ways, and um, now I've just been getting more of my own clients, which is dope. Which is super dope. Yeah. Um, so I've been averaging maybe one a week, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been- where that that's what basically where it's been. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's kind of like I don't know. Like I guess like as a uh, again as a business owner slash artist, there's also like I don't know. Like I. I there's so many cameras that came out um, this season because they do it every year around this time. There's brand new cameras, brand new cameras. And this is the first time where not only was I like not completely impressed with what they're giving. It's just like if you end up down that that game of always trying to upgrade, upgrade and upgrade and stuff like that, you get caught up in the system where it's just like it just seems like a little useless to what you do because it's like you have to you keep you have to keep up a facade or a certain aesthetic or whatever so i think again through my like studies i've been just trying to find like what really makes something 
like a, like whether it's a video camera or like photography camera. Like the photography cameras we have, we we shoot on the Sony A7 III. It's 24 megapixels. It's got like a nice high dynamic range. And it's been a strong camera and it's still ending up in a lot of news articles till today. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about that camera. It wasn't too expensive. Mm-hmm. It really, it's brought us so many jobs. And that to me, like, that's a great investment versus like, again, I see like 12K cameras coming out. I see 8K cameras. I see Sony's got this and this and that. And it's just like so overwhelming that almost like even if you do a good job like we do, sometimes you feel like, you know. What do you need all that for? Is yeah, that what, do, what do we need all this for? You know what I'm saying? It's funny you mentioned that because I was reflecting on a, the couple last episodes and kind of just like trying to see how we can structure ourselves a little better. Okay. And kind of see what direction we want to take the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, you know, we kind of originally started this to kind of you know, just talk to each other about certain things. And, you know, I just want to be more, find a m- more of a niche. A niche. Which is basically speaking to creatives, right? Yeah. And yeah. we do that all the time. We shout out all the creatives um, that don't necessarily have the big platform to get in front of other people, right? Exactly. Um, sometimes we'll talk about our, you know, pros and cons. Sometimes we'll talk about the highs and lows of the businesses that we are running and stuff like that. So, once you mentioned that, I kind of wanted to ask you, because mm-hmm. I get this question asked all the time, right? Okay. What do you think, for somebody that's starting off in photography, would you recommend the Sony a7 III yeah. as a solid camera that can, you know, obviously do both, Yeah, yeah. but mostly for photography? My thing is, um, I don't know, it's... And let's say you're speaking <clears throat> to somebody that knows nothing about photography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, hey, I love photography. I want to get into it. My thing what do you is, think about this? I've noticed like, I've gotten hit up like maybe three times this week, like by different artists that are just starting asking what camera they should get, whether they're heading more just in videography, cinematography, or they're going in the photography route. And my thing is, it's just like, I wish I had a me around at the time, somebody that you could ask questions to, uh, because nobody within my circle, unless it was Rock Davis or, you know, just through my own studies, uh, finding out information. But like, literally, I got questions like, yo, can I shoot on this camera without a lens? Like, I'm getting those type of questions. Like, with a stock lens? No. Without a lens, no lens with no lens, can I still shoot something without a lens? <laughs> I got questions like that, and I'm just like, okay, like, like just the body of the camera, with, yeah, like the hole in the front, yeah. And I was just like, are you really like studying your craft? I've never looked into the viewfinder without the lens. What does it look like? It's just white. It's <laughs> like it's just taking in every. There's nothing to focus onto the sensor, so the glass is helping you focus something. It's you. like putting glasses on. I see. So for me. My mistake that humbled me is that I went through many different cameras as I was studying where it's like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, three to $500 range camera. Awesome. I'm spending this much much money. It should be great for me. But when you learn photography quickly, you were quick to put that three to 500 down. And now you're like, oh. I don't have good dynamic range. My shutter speed can't capture images as quickly as I want because I have like an entry-level camera. Mm -hmm. I only have like a certain write speed. 
I don't have full megapixels. This is a crop sensor camera. There's a lot of things that limit people to even how they want to capture the imagery. The shutter might not go up as much as they want, you know, stuff like that. So when I do talk to these people, I say, hey, make a one-time purchase if you're really serious about this. And you have to be serious about it. You know what I'm saying? Like you could get a camera. I'll recommend you a camera that, you know, you might not come out of pocket too crazy for, but you're going to kick yourself in the shins. If you end up being serious about it, because now you're spending, you already put down three to $500 towards a camera where that could have went towards a phenomenal full frame camera. That's like only $1,700 now on the market, Mm -hmm. which is a professional, you know, professionally built camera, Mm -hmm. which people shoot weddings and all these other things on. So it can last you years. It can last you years. Um, you know what I'm saying? If you know how to shoot good photos, this gives you enough dynamic range in the camera. It's a full-frame camera, so it works with full-frame lenses. So you have more of what we call shallow depth of field, which is like that blurry background. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one of those things that you can, you know, f- high shutter speeds. You can capture things in motion quickly. And, you know, that's what people have to, to learn. Because, like, you know, in the beginning, I had a Canon at an entry level, uh, T2i. That was like the T2i days. Everything ended up overexposed. I didn't I had a kit lens. I had no clue about like what prime lenses, which are just like, you know, certain number lenses that give you certain depths of field, like all this other stuff. So I ended up losing a lot of money in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I try to advise people opposite because already you get a step ahead. Mm-hmm. It's good to find a mentor or somebody you can look up to, even if it's YouTube University. Mm-hmm. And you end up saving money, time, and frustration where... I probably brought three mid to entry level cameras in the beginning and I spent like, you know, what I could on like a Mark II or something at the time, like a 5D Mark III. And I could have had a professional camera from the jump that as I learn, mm-hmm. it's still here and it's growing with me mm-hmm. versus, oh, I, I can't, I can't do this on this camera, you know? So, so I'm Joe Schmo from down the street. Joe Schmo. I'm like, hey, Richard, uh, I'm getting into photography. Yeah. I'll be like, how serious are you? <laughs> I'm very serious. You're a very serious guy. I'm very, very fucking serious. Right, how many you shoots my, have you done? You see my fucking face? How fucking serious I am? <laughs> We're on a phone, my friend. <laughs> Do you hear the seriousness of my voice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm Joe Schmo from down the street. I love your photography. I love your page. What are the top three things you would recommend to me to get started? For a camera? Um, first of all, right now, like I have a budget of $3,000 to invest in myself. $3,000. Oh, wow. All right. So you're in a good position to start off with. Um, we can do, we'll start off with 3000 and then we'll start somewhere else. We have $3,000, right? First, I would definitely recommend you. Uh, first of all, I would like to know what type of photography you do. Um, I don't have a particular niche just yet, sir. Do you, sh- do you shoot portraits? But I do like shooting portraits. Perfect. I like shooting um, pop, uh, pop vinyl, acts, vinyl figures. Okay, cool. Like there we go. Kylo Ren in your studio. Perfect. All right. I so. also like shooting weddings. <laughs> Perfect. I want to get into weddings. Okay. So for me, your choices could be. Um, you have $3,000, right? You could either get, you can do the Sony a7 III, which is a beautiful camera. 
First of all, it's full frame. Okay. This is me writing down. You got you got like seventeen hundred dollars, maybe seventeen fifty. Let's say you spend eighteen hundred dollars on the body alone, mm-hmm. right? Where, where where can I purchase this, sir, at a good price? You can um, purchase it through us because we're a business, and we'll get you a tax free discount. That unique photo. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> and then we'll get all the uh, the credits towards the next purchase. Look at that. Um, B and H is having a sale. What if I don't want to use your? Go to B and H. They're having a great <laughs> sale right now because unique photo is selling it for nineteen hundred. Versus, you can buy it at B and H on sale. Yeah, that's crazy. It's a two thousand dollars camera. It holds its value. Wow. So B and H is having a sale. You can get it with a kit lens. I wouldn't recommend it because you're going to outgrow that kit lens, and you're not going to give your clients the quality that they want, mm-hmm. especially with portraiture. Because what we call f stop, it only goes down to like. I mean, you can make a lot happen with a two point eight, but it's not going to give you depth of field because kit lenses are usually zoom lenses and. They're just not up there in quality. So what, what do you I, mean by depth of field, sir? Depth of field. So again, now we have different apertures. Sometimes you see 50 millimeter 1.4 or 2.8. And depth of field is through your sensor. Mm-hmm. So it gives you more of a blurry background the more that you open the iris of the lens and let mm-hmm. more light in. And as you close it, it gives you more in focus from f22 is really everything that's in focus and then 1.4 is a very shallow depth of field so if you're just trying to capture the eyes and blur everything else in the background including the ears so you would recommend that for portraits yes so i would start with either a 35 millimeter so is that equivalent to what the iphone does in portrait mode yes or similar it's very similar but a lot higher in quality yeah and natural you know, I've noticed that the iPhone does a decent job mm-hmm. with the portrait mode, but you have to go in like really high depth of field, yeah. which doesn't make sense. This is me out of character right now. Okay, this is me as Jay, not Josh Mo. Good, but um, I've been using I use portrait mode quite a bit to kind of just focus on certain things. Um, mm-hmm. and I do notice that if there's like what's a good example, like let's say I want to shoot this can, right? Yeah. Um, if there's like really tight edges, mm-hmm. um, it'll blur out the edge as well. Gotcha. So I won't focus on the object itself very well. Yeah. And, um, but it's really good with people. Gotcha. Um, but the only thing is it actually has to be like a portrait of somebody. Like you can't get a full body no, and no, blur no. out the background. So Prime lenses, this is what I always tell everybody, right? Prime lenses are going to get you very tack sharp images with very creamy backgrounds in the sense we say creamy or like the bokeh mm. the more blades you see when you're doing research and if something says it has like 16 blades the blades are part of the iris so the more blades you have the more circular bokeh bokeh are like you know when you see like lights in the background and they turn blurry and circular mm-hmm. you'll get more shape and very nice bokeh in the sense when you have more blades inside of the cam- camera lens versus less blades and usually, is that what you were talking about in a couple episodes ago with Michael fucking Bay and his lenses? Well, anamorphic <laughs> is a whole different idea because anamorphic lenses are not round in the iris; they're more oval shaped. Mm. So when you have that oval shape in the iris, and once it, it hits, circles, yeah, once it hits the sensor, it creates light flares, okay. which is it's a beautiful thing. And the thing is, with anamorphic lenses, if you get a forty millimeter. 
it's like when you shoot into your camera, it looks really squeezed. Like everything looks cramped together. And then we have technology in the camera that de-squeezes it. Mm -hmm. So what's crazy about it is you get this really wide background, mm -hmm. but only your subject and focus. And if light comes into the lens, you get those flares. Mm -hmm. And it has an oval bokeh instead of a round bokeh. So a lot of uh, movies you guys watch, it looks extra cinematic because they're usually shooting with anamorphic lenses. Mm. It gives you a very wide scape. Okay. So when you watch Star Wars and stuff like that. Okay. Well, sir, I don't want to get into videos. I just want to do photography. All right. So, so you photography. Said, in my notes, Sony A7 III. Yeah. Run me about 18 to 1900. 18 to 1900. Gotcha. I wish you had $4,000. And I'm just telling you why. Because you can buy a zoom lens which is a professional zoom lens from Sony. It's what we call native lenses. So if Sony makes the lens and Sony makes the body, the technology works way faster with the lens and the body versus if you go, you outsource with another brand. You can get an adapter or something. Get in an adapter. So if you had a 24 to 70, which costs you around $2,000, you can do weddings, you can do portraits, and 2.8 gives you just enough of a blurry background. That's my favorite. You know, where some people don't notice it, some people notice it, but it's a great starter kit mm -hmm. where if you need to make money, you're, like you're spending 4000 in the beginning, you're like, holy crap, that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But if you're spending that and you get a wedding, say you're charging them for 3000 or you're doing a couple that are 1500 because you're a beginner, pays you can, off. it pays itself off. And then you can invest in different lenses over time, but you have a lens that can shoot fashion photography. You have a lens that can zoom in and out. So you can shoot a lot of different events. You can get wide at 24 millimeters, and then you can zoom in at 70. Yes. So sometimes I recommend that. Uh, or you just get a prime, like something like a 35 or a 50. You blow out the background more if that's what you're into. But you have less range. You're just going to have to move more as a person, as a photographer. Okay. Sony a7 III, about 18, 19. Yeah. Or you can uh, do the... 24 to 70. You could get a crop sensor Sony, which they have the a6600. It's a very small body, right? It's very compact. It shoots really nice video if you're trying to shoot video as well, but I know you're just focused on photography. But if you decide to get into that, hey, you have the option now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Canon, some people love Canon. And, I'm, you know, the Canon, the new R6, if you're into photography, has 24 megapixels. Uh, I think it goes for around 3,000, and it might come with a decent kit lens. Mm-hmm. But that's a, that's a camera that's going to shoot nice 4K. Um, it's also, you know, it's just 24 megapixels. And people love the colors that come out of Canon straight away. If editing is not your thing, Canon might be the route for you. Mm -hmm. If you're not really going to manipulate the colors and you just want to shoot, mm -hmm. go with Canon. Um, same thing, Sony gives you still great colors. Mm -hmm. Great eye autofocus. That's another thing that's big in these cameras, eye autofocus. So it, whether it's an animal or human, it catches the eye, so you can never miss the shot. Mm -hmm. um, there's so there's so much advanced technology in these cameras that uh, you know either way you go, mm -hmm. you're gonna be set. Thank you, sir. No problem. <laughs> Just get a camera that you can shoot raw. That's very important. Hey, I like it raw. Everybody should like it raw. <laughs> <laughs> that was good though. I like that. I like it. I was actually trying to do the other one. There it is. Okay. There we go. I haven't used that sound quite a bit. So um all right, I don't want to bore anybody that's not into photography, but um 
you know. I'm guessing that's, that's a question a, you get a lot. I get a lot of questions about um, mostly like editing programs because people think it's like so easy. And no. whatever, especially when I post like before and after photos on my stories, everybody's like, oh my God, what do you use? And I even after I post step by step, what do I use to get certain things? Yeah. Um, people think it's easy. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely not. Like uh, a lot of these things are time consuming if you do it on a professional level. And I don't think people realize that. And that's another thing that was bugging me, right? We live in a world where everybody is more about the like and the feedback than the art. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like everything is a rush job just to get the photo. And a lot of people don't care about the quality. I want to work with people that have an eye for detail mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, I see what you did with that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not everybody's going to be somebody that goes to an art gallery and appreciates art. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I want to be more in a field. Where people at the end result, just like a movie, are going to appreciate the art. Not just like, hey, my face looks good in this photo and that's why I'm posting it. Not seeing what you did as the artist, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, actually, I was going to recommend you because I've seen a lot of photographers that I follow doing, at least during quarantine, they kind of slow down a little bit now, but um, doing step-by-step tutorials. Mm -hmm. I I know you've been working with a couple people showing yeah. you how to do touch-ups and stuff like that. Um, so that is probably something I could have pitched this this particular person. Maybe, yeah. Hey, if you want to learn how to use Photoshop, I'll teach you really quick. I've been teaching people, like my time is, I've been doing 25 bucks an hour, which I don't think is that much for mm-hmm. giving you an idea, whether it's technology, editing, how to shoot photography and everything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I take pride in my teaching of how I can teach you because I'll get a lot of good feedback saying that I am a good teacher and that's hard. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how I was coming off at first, mm-hmm. but like, I love to teach mm-hmm. and um, you know, I, I see an improvement in everybody. So I see photog- photographers that they were not nice enough to compliment me and say they followed when I photographed for a, for a long time, that they're a big fan mm-hmm. and they wanted to know how we color because they couldn't just get it right. So mind you, they're a great photographer but they paid for two hours of my time to show them mm-hmm. the tricks of the trade of how we color and improve their photography. Yep. They were very happy with it. So mm-hmm. like, you know, that's makes me happy, you know? Yeah. So I know we got a little off track, but I guess that all falls. Not really, but signal check was good, right? Yeah. It's mental health for everybody. You True. know what I'm saying? It's, it's people mm-hmm. expanding their world because they want to do better. Exactly. And it's us too. So, we may, well, I guess we could fit that on there. I don't know. Well, maybe we'll make another segment for, uh, you know, some advice for up and coming creatives or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Um, is that all for you? I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, again, like half hour in, but no, it's it, like, uh, I just got frustrated with gear. There's a lot of cameras coming out and I never feel like satisfied. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. Like, I never feel satisfied from the camera perspective because I'm like, oh, does this look cinematic enough? Some people, like, they love us for what we do, but then I always think about future-proofing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can't afford the top of the line. I'm going to try to find this video that I keep on mentioning, um, but I can never find it. I'm going to ask my cousin because he posted it. There's this video that talks about that, just that, where yeah, it's yeah. like you're at this certain level creatively, and there's another level of you where you want to be. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're here, 
you learned everything you needed to learn, and then you started learning more shit. Yeah. But your talent can't reach there just That's yet. That's what it is. So there's this gap, and I forget what the gap is called. I'll get the video and I'll please send talk it to about me. it. Yeah, and somebody explains it perfectly. Yeah. That's what I feel like. I feel like I've capped with things I want to study at the moment, and things I want to. What is that called? When you want to expand. No, when you want to put it to work. Uh, you want to put it to... I guess that's putting it that way. I'm saying like mm-hmm. when you learn something and then you want you to, to utilize it. Utilize it. Right. So I want to utilize all these techniques I've learned, whether they're lighting or whatever, mm-hmm. but certain jobs aren't calling for it. Right. You know, because I'm I'm always studying mm-hmm. things that make, I was going to say, that interest me. That's the beauty of us ourselves being artists. Where uh-huh. We want to shoot our own shit. We oh, forget it about it. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to update everybody, we are still planning on shooting the Fallen video. We're just trying to lock in one more part um, for the video. And then once we get that, get a date, and then we're going to start shooting. Hopefully, we can get it done before the summer and get it out um, by the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> I was burping, but drinking at the same time. <laughs> Did it come up this way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, on my end, this week was super busy. Um, this past weekend was Amy's birthday, so I was planning the surprise party for quite some time. So that took up a lot of time. Um, that was a good venue, mm-hmm. but the service, my guy, oh my god! I know everybody was frustrated at one point, and even at one point, I was gonna like I saw it yourself curse somebody out. But you know, you know, towards the end of the day, I started like realizing like they they were like over understaffed, understaffed, yeah crazy understaffed and i'm like trying to sympathize with the guy the poor guy has this huge like painter's mask and he's dripping in sweat the poor guy's running back and forth like literally running back and forth and you know and then after everybody left we were taking care of the check or whatever and he's just like listen i'm so sorry you know uh we were understaffed the bar was running really slow yeah not to make up any excuses, but, you know, this is what was going on today. And I was just like, listen, man, I get it. Yeah, everybody um, has their day. Yeah, and at least the food was good. Everybody said that the food was good. So, And the venue was just, like, fucking beautiful, I think. It looked like, uh, I kept I was, I kept saying, like, I envisioned Scarface coming out on the deck. Yeah. That's what it feels like, because the back of the venue, excuse me, the back of the venue looks like Scarface's yeah. house. <laughs> then it has like palm trees it has everywhere. That there, yeah. yeah, all you need is like a lo- a tiger running. They around. had the uh, outdoor fans too, which was kind of like a, a plus. That helped. Shout out to uh, shout out to Earl. We had to move the uh, table because this guy yeah. got caught right in the sun. <laughs> Yo, it was bad. But um, but yeah, I got caught up with that. I was doing edits from Amy's um <clears throat> annual birthday shoot, mm-hmm. which I was very pleased with. Honestly, like those are like from. my favorite photos from you, bro. Every time they come out, because wait, Jay started with uh, the one we, in Spain. Wait till we get off, so I can show you. Okay, the rest that I got. There's this one particular shot that I really actually I'll fucking show you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? This is but, this um, is one of those things we were just talking about where like you just know you don't you, scroll. I'm, you might see a penis <laughs> or a vagina of some kind. Great. <laughs> Don't, I was actually don't walking. Don't tap the screen. Just look. I was actually. Uh, this is one of my favorite. Oh, shows. that's fire! I was. Uh, I was actually walking past this table in. Um, that is fire. You got the contrast ratio really right. Nice. You did that in the black and white settings. Very well, nice. um, actually, I did it in color and black and white. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I was walking uh, on Church Street today in Montclair, 
and there was a group of gentlemen. I 100% assumed that they were gay and together, and one guy on his phone was holding this whole nude photo of a gentleman holding his penis Wait. to the side, and I was like, oh, man. Hold on. Look at the photo first and then concentrate on the story because I wanted to hear this. <laughs> this is dope, too. This is super. I like the one before though. That one like looked really model esque. You know what I'm saying? That shit was hard. Which one? The one that you with the hat. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that was one of my favorites. Yeah, it was super dope. Mm-hmm. Good job. Thank you. Very good job. But I do want to do more shoots with the uh, softbox. Okay. Because there was this a couple of, the couple of shots that I really liked. I struggled in edit because it was like overexposed. I was I was I was really happy to see your exposure on those actually. Because um, these were really good. Um, Use TTL? About, yeah. Nice. I was talking more about these in general. Oh, it was like a little hot? Because yeah. they were super hot. Yeah. And then I had a difficult time editing them. For those listening, when you say something is hot, is that what we call like in the highlights or the, the contrast of the exposure, when you see a forehead too white and you can't like bring it down and post mm-hmm. And it just it stays their, there. Makes their skin look dirty. And then yeah. you still have that white mark there. Yeah, That's why like people double diffuse sometimes. They put an extra set of diffusion within the softbox. Mm-hmm. And they also put that circular piece is supposed to stop hot spots. Mm. Um, that's just when people don't understand. Like the closer you do shoot with a softbox, and this is a technical thing. The closer you shoot to a softbox, if, if somebody has bad skin, mm-hmm. it softens it even more. And that's why it's called softbox. Like. Use it for people that don't always have the best skin or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the further you shoot it away, it still stays soft, but the light fall off mm-hmm. is usually nicer. So for all you photographers out there that you feel like the light has to be right next to the person, certain times it does, especially with a beauty dish. You got to work certain things. But you can bring your softbox or your light back a lot mm-hmm. and let that light fall off and be mm-hmm. very soft and gentle. You know what I'm saying? That's what I needed for mine because I noticed a lot of shots were like beautifully exposed up here. Mm-hmm. But if like, let's say she was sitting down, like from the waist down, it was a little dark. Yeah. So um, I think I need more practice with that. But overall, that was like my first time like doing my own, well, second time doing my own like shoot with the softbox. And I was yeah. very pleased with it. No, I was, I, was, I, was, I was very pleased to see your exposures, especially with the strobe, because I know you've been trying to, did you study Anything like on your own about it? Mm-mm. That's good. Just shooting. Okay. Watching you do it. <laughs> that's good. Sometimes that's all you need. Obs- um, observation is a great thing. Yeah. So it helps with the edits too. So, okay. Um, it's less editing. But like I said, that those two first few photos were like super overexposed and I really wanted to save them. And it took quite some time to get the skin tone right Yeah. without um, fucking up like the texture and stuff like that. Just getting rid of like that one spot going straight down the face. It's tough. It's really tough. So I did a lot of um, what they call uh, frequency separations. Okay. I did a lot of uh, patch tooling to get it right. And yeah. um, fortunately, they came out great. And I like that. So We're surgeons in our field as well. Bro, that's <laughs> crazy. Um, outside of that, we were working on the realty videos. We were working with a realty company called Casa Real. Casa Real. Out in Patterson, um, we recorded all the realtors, you know, just asked them a few questions, interview style. And uh, that was very time consuming, but very simple to do. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I was working on 
podcast videos. So um, I was pretty busy this week. I didn't even have much time to work on my actual job. I yeah, took yeah. a couple days. I took this week, really. I worked like maybe like two hours. Gotcha. Has, so, has it been um, just kind of like up for grabs type of deal at this point? With what? Your uh, other nine to five. No. I mean, I could I could work as much as I want. It's just, you know, sometimes I would rather just yeah, yeah. push through the day and finish the video work rather than getting backed up because I have another shoot tomorrow and I don't want to back up on edits, and then even though that's not week. a paid shoot. Oh. Um, and then we have the other paid shoot next week. So yeah, yeah. I don't want to like, get super backed up. So I think I'm working with Rock on Wednesday. He, uh, he said it's a whole Wu-Tang video. I might be on set with like Method Man and stuff. So that should be kind of cool. But that was it for me. Um, had a, another blow up at the house, but that's nothing oh. ordinary. Somebody but. used the number two. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like going number two in my hand and throwing it at somebody. Oh, jeez. That's quite <laughs> aggressive. <Chimpanzee> style. <laughs> um, let me see. So I guess we could jump into uh, What's the Wave? What's the Wave? And uh, again, for new listeners and for listeners that aren't paying attention we are ronnie flani chet Chet michaels and this is what's the way oh yeah (laughs) all right i'm sorry that is the biggest wave ever (laughs) Uh, so for whoever is new here whoever is uh not paying attention signal what's the wave is just uh Anything that we want to talk about in current events, anything going on in the news, media, or um, anything we want to shed light on, or anything that is going on with us uh, business-wise that we want to bring up. So um, There's a lot going on. So I noticed- I was super busy with work, so I didn't notice a lot in the news. China says that they're having concentration camps full of Muslims. I saw that. I did hear about that. I saw that America is banned- from basically ninety nine point that too. nine percent of the world, and I think point two percent of that uh, um, that is accepting the U.S. has restrictions, very hard ones. Yeah, um, Trump I heard, I heard. wants to delay elections, <laughs> but wants uh, to send kids to school. <laughs> uh, there was also the big um, the big trial of larger companies like Amazon, Facebook. There was Mark Zuckerberg. There was Jeff Bezos. Everybody was on trial because a lot of those companies have taken advantage of the system. And the U.S. Senate was trying to uh, say, hey, we see you cutting corners over here. We see you bagging a lot of money, my friends. We need to chill out. (laughs) We we need to check those pockets real quick. We need to see where these taxes are going and all this other shit. So Mm -hmm. that was big to me. Uh, there's a lot of things. There's just so much going on. It's just overwhelming. It's really overwhelming. What I think about, what I like about being super busy is that it keeps me away from seeing all this shit. Like, okay, it's good to be informed, but sometimes I just feel super overwhelmed. And I notice when people are feeling overwhelmed because they'll yeah. start posting contradicting things. Uh-huh. Like I see people on Instagram posting this uh, topic and then... A few posts later, they'll post something completely opposite of it. And I'm like, which one, which side are you on? You know what I mean? And that's when I notice that people are feeling super overwhelmed with everything yeah, going on yeah. in the news. Um, so it's good to be busy um, and away from my phone. I mean, I still, I'm still on my phone, but I stay away from Instagram quite a bit. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'll just go on just to post something and just get off. 
um, just to keep up with the uh, pages or whatever. But um, you know, it's 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 a weird tango for me because it's like it's like neglecting a cancer that you might have. Mm -hmm. Like we all know we're headed in a really bad (laughs) direction, and it's like, do I want to hear about? Like I don't want to negate negate anything. Mm-hmm. And that's my thing. Like, it's like, I want to stay on top of things. I want to have an idea of where things are going. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like. It's good to stay informed. It's good to stay informed. But also, like, I guess most of the news right now, it just brings down your mood. Mm-hmm. You know, and you saying? don't know what to believe anymore. You don't know what to believe because, <laughs> again, it's either super biased or mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's just way too much. It's like Way I was watching much. something on Instagram the other day where like this person that was being vouched by Trump. Did you see it? The video of that lady, that doctor. I don't know where she's from, so I don't want to like assume. She was like a black doctor and she had like a thick accent. Yes. She was and about she hydrochloroquine. Yeah. And she treated all these patients with it. It's like all you have to do is this, this, and that. And I'm just like but a few weeks ago, I saw a report that said kids are dying from hydrochloroquine. So which one is it? Is it this or that? Well, the thing is, so. it might be too too um, strong mm-hmm. on younger patients. But they said that it has been helping. The thing is, I feel like it's the battle between the people that invested in the vaccine, like big pharma and stuff like that, versus, I mean, pharma's behind hydroxychloroquine. But at the same time, like if some... If I said, hey, I'm making something that's going to save you, but there's also something that could save you, like, why would me, why would, you wouldn't want that media to get out, mm-hmm. right? Because it would ruin your chances of your income. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a photographer saying, hey, like, I have shoots for 20 bucks, you know, a shoot versus us is like at 40 or like trying to hide his promotions on Facebook and say, hey, just go with us. You know what I'm saying? It's like that. It's a battle right now. There's a battle between a lot of things. So That's when I think it gets dangerous because then people get pulled to one side or the other Mm -hmm. and each side has their incentives, right? Yeah. Um, So they're going to completely negate any reports given by the other side. I saw this thing by, um, I listened to one of the Joe Rogan episodes where he had some guy that was like, vegan he had like a vegan diet he was like a former ufc wrestler that like was strictly vegan he was super biased with vegan shit and then he had him on there debating against this guy that was like a meat eater okay he wasn't like all for meat. he was more low carb keto he was just straight meat yeah no no not straight meat but he was just like a meat friendly person like he he said 70 percent of his 70 to 80 percent of his diet is greens but he does eat meat okay so the vegan person was just more so biased to his side that he didn't even have room for the other guy's reports. Mm. Like, okay, veganism is cool, but this is why I feel my diet is good for me and for more people. I had a vegan so. ask me one time, it's like, do you have claws? And I said, no, I don't. <laughs> I was like, what does that have to do with it? He's like, but can you rip me to part off of animal? I'm like. The parts that I would need to, I could as a human. Yeah, it would be harder, but I could for. (laughs) And I was just like, "Do I need claws?" He's like, "You're not a tiger, though." I'm like, "This is getting out of whack too much." See, that's why like people people not realizing that us as a whole, Mm -hmm. I'm watching like me being a Star Wars fan, right? The whole premise to Star Wars is that there was a republic, and then the Empire came across just because somebody wanted power. 
And it divided a whole bunch of people that were already cool with each other. And that's what's happening now. Like, I'm just seeing so so much divide. You know, with everything, even with everything from politics to racism to even going down to diets to diets. So it's like for me, it's like when I see, you know, you know, when you got like frustrated because your friend was just good at a fucking game. Like I used to play Smash Brothers with the homies. Oh, man. And some people knew like all the combos and stuff like that. Like friendships were ruined. Yo. Off of. <laughs> now that you mentioned that, I. Back in the day, this was like my early 20s when I was like working at Best Buy. We had a crew that would place uh, Marvel versus Capcom yeah. 2. And we used to play on Xbox. So mm-hmm. we all bought the game. We're all playing on Xbox. We're all in a party, right? Maybe like five to like 10 people yeah. all in a party just taking turns, getting our asses handed to us by one guy. And this is the type of guy that would probably sit at the arcade and you see at the arcade where you put your little quarter on oh, yeah, yeah. next. This guy will run through everyone. And he's the type of person that would literally launch you into the air and you're not touching the ground ever again Damn. until the next round. Damn. And it was so frustrating, like waiting in line just to get your ass SB. kicked by him. <laughs> but I don't even think like, I would say in comparison, there's nobody out there that's actually like schooling anybody. It's just like a bunch of people that are just like, blah. And it's just like, okay, nobody's listening. Yeah. Nobody's here to, quote unquote, fight the oppression together. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know. If there was a plan, it's fucking working. And that's what I get. That's what I get frustrated with because I'm like, God damn it, everybody just fucking wake up togetherness. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I also think like it's more, I feel like a lab rat. <laughs> I also think it's more of like a respect thing too. Like, okay. Um, for example, today I was reading an article about an NBA player. The NBA just got back started yesterday. Like they restarted their season in the mm-hmm. bubble. The and, only reason I knew is because of your post. Bro, it's so good to have sports back. But they have like this perfect system where they have people in this campus in Orlando where you can't go in, can't go out with like per, without permission or without being quarantined if you come back. But that's besides the point. But this one player, what um, a lot of the players were doing, they were kneeling, holding arms, locking arms, wearing Black Lives Matter shirt uh, during practice or warm-ups. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this one particular player did not kneel, did not wear the Black Lives Matter shirt because he's more on the religious step, he was like, listen, we got to get past these racism. It's not just about, you know, police brutality is much bigger. You know, it's a much bigger picture, basically. Um, Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can find this. I can speak on it a little better. But um, he was basically saying that he has the right to kneel or not to kneel. That doesn't uh, dictate whether he supports the the movement or not. So a lot of people were criticizing him or whatever. And, um, you know, it just comes to an understanding like, okay, you have the right to do this or that. There was another baseball player that was like, I'm not going to kneel because I'm a religious person. And if I kneel, that's me kneeling before like a false, false idol or something like that. Okay. I respect that. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Um, So I think that's the beauty of everybody's right. It's like, if you have a choice. Mm-hmm. Again, we want to like support the right values, but if you feel like, hey, I really do support you, but like mm-hmm. this goes against like 
say everybody was like kneeling like in a Muslim bow, like maybe that might be against <clears throat> particularly that person's religion. And sometimes you got to respect it from that aspect too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the thing that upsets me about these times, I won't even say like, just for an example, I was at the mall the other day. And don't you think they should be taking your temperature before you get in the mall versus if you were had a temperature and you got into the mall and then Apple's checking you for temperature, you're already infecting people in the mall. Um, it doesn't make sense to me. It's not yeah. logical. Yeah. A lot of things aren't logical nowadays. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. Like, yeah. Like you should take that precaution at the first step. Like if yeah, you're yeah. coming into the mall. It's an area that's enclosed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, check somebody's temperature at the door before they mm-hmm. enter the mall to infect a bunch of people versus <laughs> you're mad yeah. because you're checking somebody's temperature at the Apple store when they already made their way into the mall and they could have been sick. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's more Apple's thing. Maybe they're doing it just to ensure the safety of their customers. But, I mean, I feel like maybe the mall is like a bigger space. Because I've, I've been to the mall since yeah. it reopened up. And it's so surreal, like, seeing, like, the food court out in the parking lot. It's weird. And it's super weird. It's and really weird. Though the mall seems to be, like, a super packed place. You could mm-hmm. walk around freely. I did, at some points, just lower my mask just to, you know, get some air or whatever. Um, Do you accept this as a new normal? People keep using that term. If you really had to do this until, you know. The only thing I don't like is just not being in public spaces freely, if that makes sense. If it's, if it, let's say. What's your freedom? Like your definition of freedom in this context? I would say if it's not endangering the lives of others. Okay. If there's a. Point zero 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 one percent chance of ruining somebody else's life, then I say just wear the fucking thing. Um, but the point I was trying to make is, um, and I'm losing my train of thought really quick. But um, you're about to look up the article. Which one? <laughs> the one that was talking about the guy that wasn't bowing. Oh yeah, I was doing that. But I was gonna say something else with the the mask wearing thing at mm-hmm. the mall. Do you remember? Oh, what my question was? Yeah. You I was saying is freedom, but what were we talking about before? What is that? freedom? Because I was saying, do you accept what as the as new, as normal a new norm is? Okay. Everything. Um, everything between. The only thing I don't like about it is that people aren't responsible, right? So let's say they say, okay, we're going to open up live events like concerts or, you know, festivals or anything that has like a large group amount of people together rubbing up against each other, Mm -hmm. breathing the same air or whatever. But the stipulation is if you feel sick or if you've come in contact with somebody that is sick, you should stay home. Mm -hmm. There are people out there that are not going to take those guidelines um, or precautions. They will just show up Mm -hmm. and then infect a big group of people. Yeah, and it's kind of like that um that whole shopping cart thing. Do you ever hear the shopping cart theory? That um a good way to dictate that Americans cannot govern themselves is to watch people in a sh- in a parking lot of a supermarket and how they treat the carts and how they treat the carts. Whether they just leave it in the parking lot, leave it in the parking space, or actually come back and return it into their proper spaces. 
Do you think that th- these these times are teaching anybody better ways of sanitation, like as a whole? I would hope so. Or do you think it's just again? I've seen people just continue to sneeze in the street and. <laughs> Just, I mean, the, they, the pe- they'll wear a mask, but like yeah. you know, they're touching something. Yeah, you know, it just doesn't make the sense. Oblivious so. people and dumb people are going to continue doing what they're doing. It is what it is. But I feel like a lot of people are coming around to it. Like I, I, I can say that I'm a pretty clean person, but I wasn't the type of person that would come home and immediately wash my hands. Now I do that. I could see myself doing that moving forward. Okay. Um, what else? Like I've known certain people that like have died. They've watched their parents die from this virus, or they know somebody close to them has died to this virus. So I can't say that the virus is completely a hoax. Right. But from media standpoint, the way that it's been promoted, and I feel like that nice sprinkle of propaganda, it's kind of crazy to me where it's like right there with the flu and this and that, but like it's the way that this whole situation has been been. Being kind of manipulated, like if something, if you learn five to 10 years from now that most of this was like a hoax, that yes, the virus is real and it did kill people, but it wasn't as crazy as people thought. And then something else came out of this versus the virus Mm -hmm. being the main standpoint. How would you feel? And I'm just saying that in a theoretical standpoint, because we've seen things like this in the past where things have happened on big scales. And people realized what it was for. It could be like regimes or whatever the case may be. What do you think is the what? Um, what do you think is what's in? Because I saw something the other day that called me or caused me to tweet something the other day mm-hmm. about oh, coronavirus is a hoax. It's um, a distraction to distract us from the fact that there's pedophiles in politics and Hollywood. I mean, there's always has been. Right. So I think for me, for me, it's um, the only way to affect multiple people is like, again, you have to come up with something like this. So for me, if they did want to get rid of currency and this is the only way to do it without getting on people's nerves for people to agree with them, because they'll say, well, yeah. Money is dirty and this and that. Like, for me, it could be something simple like that. I don't know particularly what it is yet, but something, I, I'm telling you, as just a human being, mm-hmm. something like I got a red flag constantly going up. I can't pinpoint it yet. And I'm just telling you, I'm usually good with like my facts or my research, but I am very like, I am distracted. I don't know what's going on for once. Do you think that distracts you from actually enjoying your life? That's no, what I asked. No, you. no. I've enjoyed my life during this pandemic because I've had a lot of time to reflect and stuff like that. I don't know if everybody's going about it the same. Right. But my my That's co- always been my question. Like if you're doing your research and getting so caught up in like conspiracy theories and yeah, yeah. all this shit, like, my is qualm, it affecting your life? My qualm and my worry <clears throat> is again what to come in the future. This is the first time <clears throat> again, I don't know. Maybe America's going to get its karma in a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Only time will tell, I guess. Only time will tell. And I like you know, I said there's a lot of good people that make up this country. There's a lot of good people, but at the same time, there's a lot of crazy shit that, you know, we've turned the blind eye to. And it's just like, you know, things like that need to be uh, taken care of. You can't keep stuffing stuff in the closet and saying, hey, there's no problem. 
that clo- that closet is going to overflow and burst. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're at that point where a lot of things, again, are being revealed. People are realizing it's not all Gucci. It's definitely not. It's and, a little bit um, of Fendi, a little bit of Prada. It's, it, 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 again, there's multiple layers to these times, these situations. And for once, I'm, I don't have a bird's eye view. A lot of, I, again, I've mentioned this a couple of times on the podcast. I said, I've had a bird's eye view in the past and we're living a lot of things I spoke about from a conspiracy theorist standpoint. And again, I don't think it's a negative term. It's just more like, hey, if you watch stocks the way they rise and fall, you can dictate the future of stocks. It's the same things with politics or world masses or world change or a lot of different things. So now I'm living in my conspiracy theories that I, I took time to research, but for once I cannot tell where we're headed, what's going on. Do you think you should just take a break and just sit back and watch I have. for a moment? I have. I have. But I don't know what that's going to do for me because I might be just sitting in my beach chair watching a tsunami wave coming towards my way. What control do you have over a tsunami wave? Absolutely Aquaman. nothing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's, a th- that's, 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 that's another beautiful thing that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a great thing you mentioned. And that is one of my... Uh, I always use the word fucking values. I don't know if it's my values. It's one of my um, life mantras. Mm-hmm. I say you only have but so much control. Right. And whatever's going to come, like, I, you know, I could mm-hmm. die stepping off a bus tomorrow or mm-hmm. something like that. You never know. Mm-hmm. And that's, you're right. That's the way I see it is just control what you can and just keep it at arm's length if you can't control it, you know? Because I I see all these people doing all these conspiracy theories. Again, it's not a negative thing, but it's people that take it way too extreme. Yeah, 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 for sure. They get so caught up in it that it just drives them insane, basically. And they affect other people that are not as secure as they may be. Right. Willing to go down that rabbit hole. And then they start manipulating other people, and that's when I find it really dangerous. Yeah. Um, Any type of form of manipulation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. We, We Again, what I spoke about, too, where I see like left or right post about Democratic stuff or Republican stuff. You feel that aggression in the streets. It might get somebody killed. Right. Mm-hmm. And we don't want that. And that's what, and that's why I feel like all this craziness that's going on in the world is like very important. Yes. But people need time to react. Both sides. Both sides. Like um, I've seen something the other day where like this unmarked van, I think you posted it where this unmarked van New York. pulled up. Next to some, pro- I think it might have been Portland. Actually, it started in Portland, and right. now they saw their first one in New York the other day. Pulled up to some protesters and threw a protester in this unmarked van, and you're like asking yourself, like, are these police officers? Like, what the fuck is going on? They're saying they're more just like they're they're not police officers, they're not military, but they're as strong as both. Which is and, and they're taking things into their own hands of how they want to go against the protesters or whatever. They're saying that. It might be government hired people, but they're just, they have no title. They don't have FBI connected to them. They don't have so it's like free uh, bounty hunters type of thing. I watched this movie called Six Underground with Ryan Reynolds. Okay. It's basically this group of people that either were expected to be dead uh-huh. or faked their own death. And now they're part of this group of six people that do like uh, shit for the government. That the government doesn't want to get their hands dirty with, like killing like dictator politicians, 
um, you know, shit like that. I'm telling you, there is so much foresight in cinema <clears throat> of what could be real. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's scary out there. Man. <laughs> I haven't been to New York for that reason. I'm going to keep it 100. Mm-hmm. Is that sometimes I think it's too wild. Like, I think it's too wild right now. Like, I know people live in New York. They're going to say, like, I've lived in the hood for years and that shit's wild in itself. Mm-hmm. But it's again, a different kind of wild. <laughs> yeah, it's a different kind of wild, and it. You but know how to navigate through that kind of wild? Yeah. I, now that you said that, so I worked in the care management organization, right? Mm-hmm. So I worked in Passaic County, which a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of our kids are mostly like the Passaic, uh, Patterson area, which is like low income communities. Um, then I started working because they were low staffed in Morris and Sussex County. Okay. Morris and Sussex County have more towns and cities that are more well off. Um, there's maybe like a few towns here and there that are like low income communities or whatever. And um I noticed a huge difference between environments too. Okay. So Passaic County is mostly city. There's Patterson, like I said, Patterson Passaic, more city slash urban. And um when you notice that difference, right? So in Morrison, Sussex, more particular Sussex County, you're in the boonies. Mm. Trees. It takes police officers 20 minutes to respond to a call type of thing. It takes you 20 to 30 minutes to get into town. That scares me more than the hood. That's exactly where I was going. So when I was working there, all the white people that I was working with are like, oh my God, you work in Patterson. Oh my God, that's so scary. They were trying to send me to Morristown. They were like, oh, you're going over there. Oh my God, it's so hood over there. I was like... Really? <laughs> you ever been to Patterson <laughs> or Newark? Right. So, um, yeah, so they sent me to Sussex County, right? In Sussex County, they have these dumpsters okay. that are bear-proof. Bear-proof? Bear-proof dumpsters. So when I'm out there, they're like, oh, and it's like getting, you know, sundown or whatever. So it's like maybe 8.30, almost 9 o'clock on a summer, summer day. And uh, the sun is going down. The first thing they tell you is instead of, hey, watch out for the crackheads or watch out for the the dudes on the corner. They're like, watch out for the bears. The bears. Yeah. So then I'm looking at myself like, I know what to do if I'm approaching a a group of like people that are gang members. Right. I know what to do with a hoodlum. I know what hoodlum is a terrible word, but I know what to do with gang members. I know what to do in certain neighborhoods. I know what neighborhoods to stay away from. Yeah. I know. What to do with a crackhead? I know what to do with anybody that looks threatening to me, right? Everybody would say two by four, right? But a fucking bear! <laughs> Damn, you right. saw what that bear did to Leonardo DiCaprio in the Re- in the Revenant. Revenant, yeah, tore his ass up. Yeah, I don't think anybody can do. Well, maybe I don't know, but maybe Mike Tyson. What do you think about Mike Tyson coming out of retirement? I don't know if you watch boxing at all. Mike Tyson is like a wine that refined himself over time. <laughs> he's got like, you know. And, uh, so he's fighting Roy Jones Jr., right? And Roy Jones Jr., I remember he was one of my favorite boxers when back in the day when I used to watch boxing with like my family and shit. Yeah. And um, I remember back then he was like a thinner guy. He was always like super quick. And I'm looking at him like training right now. And I was yeah. watching like this video where they're interviewing Mike Tyson. He was like, yeah, I'm going to eat him alive. Yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then Roy Jones is like, um, I have God by my side. <laughs> I'm like, my is going to eat him alive. That's how I feel, though. Like, I'd rather see a fat, happy DMX than a crackheaded, skinny DMX. Yo. Did you see that video of DMX dancing yes. behind Snoop Dogg? I watched it live 
during the verses and i'm like wow there are so many memes that are gonna come it out of this the happiest thing i've ever seen in my life you know what it was all love in that room though mm-hmm. and that's what i love to see like that's what i like about these verses things like I, I i don't personally sit there and watch them yeah but with stuff like this it's like so fun to see like the bounty kill was it bounty killer and elephant man or something no it was i think who was it it was elephant excuse me it was elephant man and beanie man beanie man yeah so their shit was so fucking live like the police or what's the vibes cartel i don't remember who it was somebody i know we should be doing our research on this but and then snoop and um the jada kiss and fab where like jada kiss is doing mm -hmm. the dance he's got the happy drunk dance like fab like i i enjoyed that as opposed to people playing their songs like yeah dmx no Ludacris versus nelly Nelly's Wi-Fi was acting up. Teddy Riley versus Babyface. Oh my God. All those are so bad. Like, I can't sit there and watch them. You know what it was? Because, like, there's some that had, like, too much ego. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, it was weird because I was like, why are they putting DMX against Snoop Dogg? Mm -hmm. The only correlation was dog. Right. And I was like, one has really hype music and one has, like, yeah. But one has, like, really smooth music. And I was like, how is this going to? But it was just all love. And I think Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it was just cool to see. What I like about those as opposed to the battles, it you could feel the love, right? Yeah. When it comes to like the the battles where they're like playing each other's songs, there's either too much ego or too much love where it feels like it's fake. Exactly. Like when Ludacris and Nelly were talking to each other, yeah, I fucking love you, man. You know, we're doing it for the South, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, shut the fuck shut up. Shut the fuck yes, up and just beat his ass. Yo, for real. Fix your Wi-Fi. <laughs> So um, I heard there's an Usher Chris Brown coming up. I heard they're in talks about that. Yeah. Who do you think will win? Who do you personally prefer? I mean, on a worldwide scale, I've been uh, hearing a lot of podcasts that I listen to that are talking. <laughs> the about population that. has grown since Usher was created. Yeah. So to me, it would go to Chris Brown off of fan love mm-hmm. by itself. But to me, to you. as a fan, Usher got it. I think so. Too. Usher's got like baby making music. Because they were talking, like, some of the, like I said, one of the podcasts I listened to, they were running down, like, all of Usher's songs. Yeah. And, and it's I not to me, there's... it's not to me because I grew up on Usher. I just know, first of all, like, Usher's catalog is very versatile, diverse, versus Chris Brown's. Super extensive, too. Yeah, Chris Brown, like, has ballads and he has, like, pop music down to a T, for sure. He can dance, too. Mm-hmm. But Usher's catalog of quality. is crazy. It is crazy. It's funny because two of my favorite R&B songs of all time, maybe two of my top five favorite R&B songs of all time mm-hmm. are by each artist, respectively. Mm. Chris so, Brown has a great style, and there's a lot of Chris Brown songs that I love. I think he's more talented. He's more talented. I mean, you can't be Chris Brown's talent in the sense it's like you dance really well, you sing really well, you rap really well. Mm-hmm. Your uh, fashion Act. icon type of sense, like he got it all too. around. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like again, it comes to music, I think Usher. I think Usher got it. Yeah, Usher has it. But okay, so we're on the same page. Hundred percent. There was another one that I think may happen. I think is Rick Ross versus uh, Two Chains, which I don't think. I really like Two Chains. He's been always my like guilty pleasure for a really long time. Mm-hmm. But I think Rick Ross got that. What if they put Lil Wayne against Drake, even being mm, in the same same type well, of label? Ti Ti wanted a battle fifty. <sighs> I think that would be an even. I think 
maybe T.I. will get that. I think he has more hits. Who are they going to put against Kanye if they put him in a versus? Oof. Because Kanye got like the Producer most. Kanye like, Kanye's, Kanye? every time Kanye's came out with the single, has <laughs> been a hit, to be honest. Rapper or everything Producer. as an artist. Artist versus Kanye. <sighs> Who would I put against Kanye? Producer wise, definitely Pharrell. Okay. Now I'm talking about artists, like catalog for catalog. I guess like catalog because Pharrell's an artist too. Yeah. Because I'm thinking like producer slash artist standpoint. Um, Pharrell's up there, but I don't know if Pharrell overall can fuck with Kanye. Producer and artist wise, producer definitely. Yeah, because like Kanye's got lines for days. Mm-hmm. Like Pharrell's smooth with it. I don't, you know, Pharrell's done features. Pharrell got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, who else would I put up there? Interesting Producer when you wise, think about it, right? Yeah. As crazy as Kanye has been in the last few years, he's a talented motherfucker. Yeah, he just he needs like uh, Kanye needs the right <laughs> like love and conditioning. How about J Cole? J. Cole produces. Yeah, I think J. Cole against Kanye. I mean, two different. J. Cole kind of fell off after a while. I don't know. J. Cole has, he's been so underground in a sense in the way he moves that it's hard because Kanye has been so commercial, big time, showtime type of quality wise, not commercial. Quality wise. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. I think J. Cole could be. I don't know. It's, he it's, produces his own stuff, raps, sings. 88 Keys is the only other person I think that's kind of like a Kanye-ish. You know, 88 Keys. But, you know. 88 Keys, super underground. He had that one project. Um, what's that thing called? The Death of Adam or something mm-hmm. like that? It was like a concept album that was just fucking phenomenal back oh, then. Oh, yeah. Stay um, up. Mm-hmm. Stay up. Stay up. <laughs> I would put that against a lot of Kanye albums. And a lot of Kanye albums are uh, super classics, but um, but that's like the only project that I would have put against up anything, 88 Keys wise. For me, like Kanye, even with this whole like presidential thing and what he said, you know, like I got, again, he's, he's to me, it's like, I hate using the term. I think they've used it in the past, but he's like an idiot savant where it's like, he's such a golden mind for so many particular things. Mm-hmm. But he can't express himself due to mental health states with other things. And I don't think anybody is really looking out for him as a person. Yeah. He doesn't have like that that go-to person. Shit. Now that you mentioned that, I have a little conspiracy about that. I've been doing my research on the free Britney hashtag. Have you heard about that? The Britney Spears? Yeah. So Britney Spears has been under a... Um, it is Britney Spears. Britney Spears is under siege. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so free Britney hashtag has been uh, trending the last maybe two, three months um, because of her conservatorship that she's been under. I don't know if you're aware of it, but since she had like her mental breakdown back in the day where she like shaved her head, bashed the window, whatever, she's been under. She was cons- the first Kanye. <laughs> right. Exactly. So she was under conservatorship where her father and I think his lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, have full control of basically her whole life, her finances, uh, and then sometimes who she dates okay. and all this crazy shit. Um, who she dates? A lot of shit. Yeah. Wow. I could read the article, actually, just so I can get it correct. 
So I can get you, what's conservatorship? A conservatorship is a legal concept in America where a guardian or protector is appointed to somebody if a court finds that person can't manage their own affairs. This may be due to old age, being a minor, or if they suffer from a serious mental illness. Mm -hmm. The role of a conservator varies, but they often handle the conservatees estate and finances. They could also be responsible for their career negotiations, health care, or living arrangements. So you feel like Kanye's cry of help is because he's in a bad contract with the Kardashians? My conspiracy theory, if I want to get in my conspiracy back. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. The Kardashians are trying to work their way into... Easy? I don't know how you make a verb out of this word, but conservatize <laughs> Kanye West. Mm. Mainly because of that statement that um, Kim put out about his... Like that? That's hard. I don't know how you can legally force somebody into some kind of mental health institution, but... Um, but do you think, like... I feel like, if anything, he's failing himself by making more of a mockery of his mental health state Mm -hmm. or maybe they're just keeping him off medications so they're keeping him off help maybe to push that agenda i don't know if they're keeping him from anything i think he's doing everything himself because we've always known kanye to be super eccentric yeah um super out there this is the first time i had to say it myself where i was like wow like he's off right he's off <laughs> yeah he's a great he's i think he, he means right he's a great person at the end of the day he's given us great things but yeah like the guy is way past due i feel people are gonna make a mockery out of it until he actually god forbid something really serious happens exactly so um you know this is just me just thinking Outside of the box, but I think they maybe been eyeing this for quite some time, and then you know. because between Gap and Easy, he's been making hella profit. I'm just saying that's a smart the one. Kardashians, Again. the Kat- Kardashians are super smart, and that's crazy. So think about that. <laughs> and now she's legally binded to him through marriage and three kids now. But they have yeah. three kids by default. So. You always get half. You always get half. Number one, number two. If he's deemed mentally unfit, I think either the spouse or the next of kin have control and he has no, well, his kids, but. That's a smart one, my friend. Just a thought. (laughs) That was hard. Suck on that. (laughs) That shit is crazy. Mm -hmm. Well, so uh, Brittany is actually, I think her and her lawyers are going to trial we're going back to court in August sometime. So that's why the hashtag was trending recently. And I think she's kind of feeding into like this because she has TikTok. So she's like doing like these weird videos where she's like sitting in front of the camera. Yeah, so like a workout one or something. Yeah, she does like these random weird videos. And people in the comments are like, oh, if you need help, please wear like a yellow shirt to let us know. And I think like now she's feeding into this because in the next video, she's like wearing a yellow shirt. So I don't know. If she's uh, misconstruing the message or if she's actually asking for help or... I just never know what people... feeding into it. I, n- I never know what parts of somebody sold themselves to get fame in the beginning because these have been like huge worldwide acts, right? You never know what situation... <sighs> 
They always got to give something to get something. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know the business. I just know that, damn, some of these uh, outcomes are really sad. Mm-hmm. And that I hope everybody finds their uh, slice of life again. So, Shifting gears. Can I tell you what song um, has been my guilty pleasure lately? Rock House is a gallery. I guess we can, but she's more of an established artist, so okay. I don't want to get flagged for it. That's all good. Um, it's uh, Tap In by Saweetie. Tap In? Mm-hmm. I haven't heard it. Maybe I could play it if we talk over it. No, we can't really. because I mean, we could talk over it, but it's still going to be playing where I feel like Flag Nation will find us. All right, so I'll play it afterwards. But um, It's a good song. It's a good song. Okay. It's a catchy song. Gotcha. Um, I guess we can shift the gears and go into um, the gallery. Do you have anybody that you want to shout out? Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know. Uh, you know what? No, because I feel like it's just Flag City again. God damn it. <laughs> Well, I know he's been shouting Jay himself a lot lately, but he did drop a new song today. You know, um, should we like, since we could play some songs, should we go back to some old artists? You can play whoever you want. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm going to hook up my Bluetooth real quick. While you're doing that, I'm going to shout out. She's not an artist necessarily, more of like shaping herself into a public figure. Okay. Um... Let's see. Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to get this. Here we go. So, Giselle Martinez, mm-hmm. aka Sleeve Life on Instagram. Sleeve Life is a person that I met through an ex girlfriend. Okay. And I bumped into her a couple years back. And when we saw each other, she was like, oh, it was like one of those situations where you're like kind of just like beelining to where you're supposed to be. And you're kind of just like oblivious to what's going on in the, in the, on the outside world. Yeah. Um, and she's like, oh my God, how are you? And I'm like, hey, what's up? And I didn't recognize her. I don't remember who this is. Right. So I think I've showed you her before in her transformation because she um, made a very drastic transformation. Remember her that I showed you her? Let me see. <clears throat> She made a very big lifestyle change. Might have seen her once, but that is a lot of change. Right. Wow. So. Props to her. So she's on uh, more of a health tip lately. Okay. She lost a ton of weight and she looks fantastic. And I can't get over the transformation and how crazy it is. Yeah. And I want to shout her out because she is influencing others to take control of their health. And just to see... And I know how it feels to inspire others to want to be more health conscious because, you know, once we got onto our keto thing and that's actually what inspired me to get back on it. And, you know, um, but um, I do see her running like little programs where she motivates others, has like a accountability thing system going on. And I just wanted to shout her out because I respect that. And I know how it feels to inspire others to oh, want yeah. to take control of their health and stuff like that. So I just want to shout out Giselle Martinez for Giselle Martinez. everything that she's doing out there uh, for the health community. And um, she has Keto Gang. So oh. shout out to that. So um, I guess I could put like a little plug there but for the 
month of August, I'm going to go a little more strict on the keto thing. Okay. Because uh, I want to get down to a goal weight that I set up for myself quite some time ago. And I actually want to go back into it. Okay. Because uh, I know what to, I have to do in order to accomplish this goal. Okay. Just got to get a mindset and go into it. And that's why I'm drinking these bad boys today. So Yeah. like For me, I felt like um, come fall, come September. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do that. I decided to have a fat boy summer mm-hmm. <laughs> and just eat whatever the hell I want. That's how I was for a minute. And I was able to find that good balance where I've been at a consistent weight for the whole summer. I feel you. Um, at my lowest, I was 180. I've been currently at 190. I haven't weighed myself in quite some time, in uh, maybe two weeks. Mm. But um, I was at a steady 190 for like the last six months or so. I bet. So I've been able to find a good balance. Um but I do want to get down to at least 175 or at least down back to 180 because I liked how it looked when I was down to 180. But my goal weight is 175. When you were in Spain, you were like, <laughs> I love fit. Yo, that's why I was looking at pictures back then. And yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, I need to get back on this. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you're still good. Mm-hmm. You're still good. You're I, not I still who, feel good. You're not who you used to be. Bro, tell me about it. Um, so, I, still, I still feel great and I love how I feel. Wow. Um, I love how I feel. I love everything about it. I just want to accomplish this goal of 175 and see how I look then. Gotcha. And gives me that little leeway to, uh, you know, be a little gluttonous here. Yeah. There, you know what I mean? And plus, like, when you put on a pair of chinos and loafers, you know, you're always going to kill it. It's like one of those things. You're getting into a certain weight bracket. You're like, no matter what you put on, it's still you're coming out of pocket. Phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, yeah. I remember that suit that I wore for the wedding last year. Um I felt fucking great in that shit. Sweating like a motherfucker, but I felt great. And that and that that feeling just like we've been on stage with like bigger stages, you can't you can't pay for that. You know, that's a feeling you can't pay for. So mm-hmm. that's a good feeling. Yeah, man. What I was gonna do, they're blood they're like they're like I would say they're business partners too. They're really good and you know, they've been rocking out together for a long time. So I'm gonna give each of them a little bit of airtime, but these are songs that I bump from the homies, Lenny Harold and A Natural, often between editing and stuff like that. So I'm going to intro this off. Shout out to Lenny Harold. Uh, this is off of his project, Cosmic, and the song is called Heat. So Ooh, check it out. Shit. It's got like a 70s, 2000 vibe. Just fire all around. I turn into a fangirl when he performs this when I'm at his show. And shout out to Lenny Harold. Like, I sent him a picture of my shirt today. He's a big Prince fan. I was like, Lake Minnetonka vibes. Here we go. Heat, heat, heat. Remember the dance? He's giving me the heat, heat, heat. Yes. <laughs> when Lenny performs, it's just like, it's a show. It's a, it's a damn show. Feels like that music that you play at a cookout. It's like, yeah, oh, hell yeah. It's burger. My eye across the room, hey, yo, unk. Pass me that burger. Drinking. Selfish plug. I shot the music video for this. It's fire. It still hasn't come out yet. What happened to that video? Long, He's waiting on special effects. Oh, Slowly walk over and ask your name. She says nothing but looks my way. Let's go into the hook And then we fade it out Here we go, here we go Here we go That's when he's like 
He's doing those, those cross body joints. <laughs> Super dope, right? I fucking love that song. Now, the next joint is by the homie A Natural. And he's going to hate me for this, but a classic is a classic. I don't know if you're going to hate me for it. But he wrote the song, and I listen to it often. I don't know if you're getting three cents at the end of the month or three cents at the end of the year from the plays I give this. (laughs) But Three cents is better than zero. Right? This song is called Get Back. It was off of... His project, The Chronicles of an Overambitious Fat Fat Boy, uh, Volume 1, before I got to shoot for him and really build like all these music videos and visuals for him. But this song is super, super dope. It's a vibe, and every time he performs, it gives me chills. Here we go. Again, the track is called Get Back by A Natural. This is Power After Hours, and we have a natural call. Get back. What are you doing? Got nothing left to say. Tell him, fat boy. Do you just shut down? <laughs> Do you change your ways? Overambitious. When it's over all done, then just let it waste away. Get it, get it. Get Do it. you get back up and find the words to say? Here we go. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. I always love those snares. Right? If you just like broke up or if you're in a situation, you better bump this. Yeah. His riffs are crazy. I know that you're feeling the same. I wanna get back. Hey natural, if you're not like singing this in the rain in a music video. Yo, for real. Just grabbing the air. <laughs> Those riffs are fucking crazy. Yeah, A Natural. Both of y'all, Lenny, Harold, A Natural. Incredible, incredible artists. Shout out to you guys. You You guys guys got that matches. Are super dope. And, uh,. Yeah, I mean, you know, now that we have this access to play the music, I thought, you know, give them another shout out around because sometimes people are lazy. We said it before. Mm-hmm. We'll shout out these people, these incredible artists, but they won't be hooked on. So now that you guys got a damn soundbite to go off of, you better show them some love. Get on that Apple, get on that, you know, that title and get them a couple plays. Can I hook up my phone? Because I can't find um, this one song. Um, I would have to hook you up with the cable. Okay, let's do that. Hold on one second. So I will give an intro to this artist that I want to play. This gentleman goes by the name of It's Mons, baby. I want to shout out OG Mons. Uh, another artist out of Jersey. What? It's broken? Oh. Damn, just fucked up my intro. <laughs> Excuse the pause in here, guys. We're trying to get uh, situated so I could play this OG Mons song. But uh, just to give a quick intro, uh, OG Mons is a uh, 
artists out of Jersey. Um, we've um, run in the same circles. We work with the same producer by the name of To The LX. So we've uh, mentioned him a couple of times in the uh, podcast. But um, excuse me, the bubbly is coming up. But um, OG Mons is super dope. Uh, very dope singer slash artist. Bluetooth? All right. Let me get this Bluetooth popper real quick. Sorry if this gets into a uh, awkward silence. We're at a minute 32. I mean, an hour 32. A minute 32. It's been a minute. We've been on here for a minute. How do I hook it up to the Bluetooth? I'm going to disconnect. Okay. And then you're going to connect to the Roadcaster Pro. Anybody else you want to play in the meantime? I'm not connected. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> this thing is not coming up. No. No. Where did you find it on? Spotify. Spotify? I don't have Spotify on here, unfortunately. Yeah. But we'll give we'll give OG a shout out next time for sure. I want to play a song now. You want to play a song? Yeah. Where can I find him? Can you send me a link? He's not popping up on your title for some reason. No. What's the song called that you want to play? Uh, 24 Hours. He goes by Is it HRS or hours, the whole word? M-O-N-Z. The song is called... Uh, excuse me. Oh, it's called Mood, actually. I'm sorry. It's featuring 24 Hours. Ochi Mons Mood. That's probably why I didn't find it. Just look up Mons, M-O-N-Z. Sorry for the long intro. I'm going to give another intro if we find this song. So, M-O-N-Z. Sure, Mon's Mood featuring 24 Hours. Here we go. Oh, you got it? Okay, wait. Let me get another intro. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, so my next shout out for the gallery is uh, OG Mon's. The boy Mon's out of Jersey. Mon's, baby. It's Mon's, baby. I love saying that shit. We have like this thing every time we go to the studio that uh, Mon's is like hiding in the studio and just slides out the back window. With like one of those like McDonald's slide tubes. He'd be like, I gotta go, baby. Oh no, Benetton's here. It's Mon's, baby. (laughs) So um, my shout outs for Mon's. The song is called Mood, uh, produced by the homie. Zahome, let me double check before I give the wrong information. Produced by the LX? Yes, it is. That's produced by the LX. Yeah. So it's produced by our homie, the LX, under Good Company Music Group. And it's a dope vibe. I love the trappiness of it. I just love the song. Um, So if you want to play a snippet of it so we can uh, shine some light on the talent. Can I get one more? It's Mons, baby. Mike Monica, a.k.a. It's Mons, baby. <laughs> I do it no justice, but I fucking love this song. Is that Alex Drop? Yes. Hey, girl, why you playing? Why you playing? Girl, what you saying? All we want was at the 40 ounce. I'm a baller. You better be changed. I'm outside with it. Hey, hey. Ready to ride with it. Mons, the beer tastes better with this joint in the background. Shout out to the LX with the bump. We can do what we do. And girl, it's on you. You're living life, no rules. And I know you love it. 
Shout out to Mars, baby. Woo. I fucking love that song. But um, yeah, man. Just wanted to shout him out real quick since we're playing songs and shit. Lyric video available on YouTube. Just look up Mons Move featuring 24 Hours. Lyric video. Mm-hmm. You know how we do. Once again, that's M-O-N-Z. Homie out of Jersey. Running the same circles. Running with. He's running my finances at the moment. He got me disability insurance. Shout out to him. <laughs> Man, the claps are on a milli today. Yes, sir. So um, I think that's just about it i mean we're at one minute i mean one hour and 37 minutes unless you want to shout somebody else i'm good for today we can wrap this up i shouted the people that count no if ands or buts it's always quality over quantity quality over quantity. sometimes i wish i could speak like jada kiss because i'd be like listen sometimes i just want to rap <laughs> With that being said, head over to the YouTube, (laughs) like, subscribe, leave a comment, um, hit that bell notification so you get notified every time. Go back, go back, go back. Go back, go back. All right, hold on. You could do what you're doing. So we could get, so you could, hold on, let me restart. Go on to YouTube, like, subscribe, leave a comment, and turn on that bell notification so that you get a notification. Every time we drop a video. You know how we do, baby. And uh, head over to Apple Music or Apple Podcast, should I say. Follow the podcast on there. Uh, leave a review and leave a rating. And once again, if you leave a one rating, you think we're shit. Tell us why you think we're shit and how we can be better. And Spotify is super simple. Just follow us on Spotify. And once again, we're going to ask you guys to follow the music page as well. Look up B-E-N-A-T-T-O-N on all music streaming platforms, um, even YouTube. So, um, you know, once again, if you want to fall asleep playing our music, put that shit on shuffle, put it on repeat. We will love you forever and ever. If you give us a shout out on Instagram or Twitter, we will retweet you, we will repost you, we will show you love. We have a cool little blue check, whatever that means on Instagram. <laughs> you know you could get blue checks on Cash App now? Really? Yeah. Fucking Wesley, of all people, has a fucking blue check. I sent him money the other day after I worked out with him. Not bad. It was a blue check. I'm like, hey, dog, I see you, I see you. I see you, my man. <laughs> but, um... That's pretty much it. You know, we love music. Music is our first passion. We are working on a music video currently. Uh, Like I said earlier, we were just trying to lock in one more role um, to get this video rolling. And uh, we hope that we are going to also do a live stream performance as well. Gonna go live, baby. So I'm hoping that we can digitally provide you with some live performances. Uh, We've locked in Jules. Jules is always down to help us out. Shout out to DJ Jules. Jules, official third member of Benetton. Yes, sir. Um, Nephi, I've uh, passed the uh, invitation out to Nefferty. We're going to add a little gold in the mix. Nephi Gold is uh, down to do some acoustic sets for us. Maybe do acoustic versions of a couple of songs for us. And um, yeah, we're probably work out of one of two studios that uh, Jules recommended. So um, hopefully we could make that happen sometime in the near future. So um, now I'm rambling. So go ahead and take this over. And before we go out, whatever you have left, I would like you to guzzle it.
Jersey style. All right, we got ready. It's been episode 40. Episode 40. It's been 40 phenomenal. 40 phenomenal episodes. We give you guys everything we got. Mm -hmm. We are truly blessed. We love y'all for listening. And uh, we truly thank want to thank you guys from the bottom of our hearts, really. Like I'm gonna look straight into the camera and say anybody that has viewed any of our posts. We don't get a lot of likes or views on our posts on Instagram. We're still building the Instagram page, but we're getting decent. Humbly. Um, humbly. Uh, we work day and night to get these videos out, uh, these promo videos out, we, this audio out um, on a weekly basis. It's kind of like South Park. You know, South Park works on episodes on a weekly basis. Going down, Southbound, going on, have myself down. I thought that was really fucking cool. Um but, uh, you know, we work really hard on this. So we put a lot of hours into this. We love doing this. And uh, we love the feedback that we're getting. <laughs> Easy there, Glizzy Gladiator. <laughs> and um, once again, I just want to thank you guys. Uh, we love you guys. Yes. A handful of people that listen to it on a consistent basis. We have maybe about 40 to 50 listeners on all platforms. Whether we, we upset you, one of you on your ride. Right. And whether you're agreeing or disagreeing with anything that we're saying, whether you we still punch, love you. Whether you want to punch the radio or punch our faces through the radio, we love every <laughs> single one of you. If you call me out in person, I appreciate you. I don't care. Um, we can have that means they're paying attention. That means they're paying attention. That means they're listening. They're listening. That's the bare minimum. And this but, is the terrible reception. So if you're listening and you can make something out of the terrible reception, anything is possible. Exactly. That and... There's so many podcasts out there, right? And, you know, not a lot of people are working, so streaming numbers are really down. So, you know, every num- every stream or every play that we can get, even if it's five to ten minutes, it means everything to us because you're sitting there and listening to us just talk to each other for an hour, hour and a half sometimes. And Alyssa Milano is a celebrity, probably like a D-list celebrity at this point. But she was saying something along the lines of she has three three times more listeners than Joe Rogan. Okay. And her podcast is ranked at 5,879 or some wild shit like that. I was like, That's I wonder if we get more listeners than her. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Rogan. Shout out to you. Shout, Shout out, out to, to all you. the listeners. This is episode 40. Episode 50 is going to be even bigger. We're going to call people. We're going to use this to its full potential. We're going to put more sounds into it. Be great. Apologies that we don't got any new sounds at the moment, but we've been super fucking busy. But we're gonna make we're gonna make a signal check sound. We're gonna make a what's the wave sound. Yes, sir. And there's still gonna be a whole bunch of Ronnie Flani and Chet Michaels. <laughs> so sorry if you're tired of that shit. <laughs> Shout out to you, Chet Michaels. Yes, sir. And to end this video, before we finish this, um, <laughs> now we're going on. It's now an hour and 43 minutes. Well, we had to do it within the 40 minute extra overtime because yeah. it's episode 40. So, Oh, I like that. You know okay, so I can go on for another seven minutes. <laughs> I'm going to post the video I told Rich about that I found on TikTok of the guys that I picture what Ronnie Flani and Chet Michaels look like. And just superimpose our faces on them. Oh, that's too much work. I know. You know how to do that? No. Okay. (laughs) But I know somebody that can get it done. Okay. So for now, what I'll do is, hopefully I remember, is to put that video after we chuck this beer and after we check out like we always do. And right before our obnoxious outro. So... Once again, cheers to you, sir. Cheers to you. Thank you for joining me on this journey. To another 60 episodes <laughs> to 100. Here we go. Here we go. Bam. Salute.
You almost had that. What are mine is bubbly. The <laughs> second. Did you take this picture? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> and with that, it's been an incredible episode. Let's hit him with the intro in the outro. We don't play the social game. We are social. Power 98.5.